0: Welcome to Reality TV Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing B90. So before we do, we are going to be talking memes. So again, as always, we'll discuss sub-memes here. But all of the memes pertaining to B90 will be on our socials. So, first meme. Statler told Dempsey that instead of kids, she'd rather have a bunch of foster cats and leave her legacy with a pussy. I can't. Next meme. Oh my god, Gino took off his hat on camera. (laughs) We'll talk about it. Oh man. (laughs) Next meme. Gino, shouldn't you be asking Jasmine why she lied about losing the ring? Uh-huh. Next meme. So you don't want to find out if she really slept with her ex 30 days ago and it's on film? Question mark. That never happened. We're very real. I believe she does that shit. We kind of talked about that briefly. Anyway, next scene. Next scene. Next meme, Jasmine confessed to Gino that earlier in the trip when he went looking for her lost engagement ring, she had hidden it between her butt cheeks, but she promised she had washed it since. Wow. And next meme, Sheila's dad asked David and Sheila to wait one year before getting married, Because it's considered bad luck in the Philippines to get married within a year of a family member's death. Next, we can make our eyes have sex and make babies is the most horrifying image. Thanks, Tyler. So that is it for the B90 memes for this week. So let's jump into the reason that we are here. B90. Season six, episode 15. Every time we say goodbye. So first we are with Amanda and Rosvin. Bane of my existence. Here we go. So it's the last day in Croatia and they are going to, it's kind of like beach resort thing. Um, she's just kissing on his neck And he says that he's getting hard right now. And he tells us in in the moment that they had sex four times the night before. And she told him basically to fuck her right now. And he says that they basically got all of their anger out. So they had angry sex. Listen, angry sex is fun. I'm not going to deny. However, um... I feel like this girl just kind of, whenever she sees holes in a situation, she uses her sexuality in order to make it better. This is like, that's how I feel. This is the second time that we're hearing this kind of happening. And I'm just like, girl, if you're losing, lose with grace, you know? Anyway. Um... He says that he's still not 100% in on the relationship, but he sees that she's trying. I don't consider that trying, but hey. Um, so now his family has shown up, mom, dad, brother. And y'all, we find out here that the brother speaks English. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I thought he looked very much in tune with the conversation of, are we a match? he looks pretty in tune with the conversation. That's because he speaks English. Cool, cool, cool. So, they order some food, and she ordered fries. And when the fries came, the camera crew zeroed in on the fries so if you remember again from their argument when they were um at dracula's castle um when apparently the argument started because she wanted fries at 3 a.m and he told her like you can't get fries at 3 a.m she clearly has a fry issue like she needs to have fries like all of the white girls micro white girl problems like <laughs> not even as white girl problems let me rephrase that basic white girl problems like seriously like that's that's okay let me move on um so both mom and amanda basically say to each other that they like the other so that's great um so mom and Rasmus end up going for a walk um, I, I shouldn't know if we're not there. I'm kind of ahead of myself again. Okay. So Rasven actually goes to change into his bathing suit and it's just mom, brother, dad, and Amanda. And the brother asks Amanda, like, what do you like about, like, what do you love about Rasmun or like about him or whatever? So she says that he, she loves, uh, likes his pure heart and that's why she loves him. I don't even know if she said she, had lo- like she loves him to him. Maybe I'm wrong. She probably has. But like, wow, okay. Um, so anyway, Rasmus back to get the food. As I mentioned, the fries were zeroed in on. Um, so this is the part where Rasmus and mom go. And they're going to go for a walk. And Amanda says that she's anxious about him talking to his mom. And she doesn't want her to get a bad idea about them. So you're basically trying to tell us that because you fought so much, and you don't want her husband to tell, basically, you don't want him to tell the mom about that, and you're trying to like you you need to have control over the situation, um, which we will see a little later on, um, which you can kind of sense she's losing control over the situation, but it like at his camp with her anyway um so he tells tell mom that amanda she's gentle but then tells her everything else every fight they've had issue they've had he just lays it on pretty thick so she basically says to him well it's clear that you have suffered you know Um, but he thinks, you know, this will change, you know, this will pass this too shall pass. And I'm like, but if someone shows you their true colors and shows you who they are, believe them. And it seems like he has actually an issue with that. Um, because his mom kind of says like, you've done this before. Your ex was the same way and you chose to ignore the issues then as well. And now here you are trying to ignore the issues again. Um, and that's why I think I actually said in a previous, uh, episode that he clearly has a type and it's not a good type. Um, mom understands that, you know, she is definitely dealing with grief of losing Jason, but says that, you know, she needs to think of Rossman and needs to think about his needs and his emotions as well. Um, and she actually says, you know, is it, is she the way she is because of grief or is she fickle? Um, I take fickle. She's definitely fickle from everything that we've heard about her from her late teens to now. She's she's fucking fickle. Anyway. And uh yeah, mom basically says that, you know, he has a pattern when it comes to his relationships. So the next scene we see with them, um, it's day night. And again, it is still and Croatia here, and um she's feeling insecure. Um about what he may have said to his mother because she says that you know the vibe changed from when he before he left with his mom and when he came back with his mom. Um, she feels like whatever was said to mom, it wasn't good. He says that he so, so they're gonna go play pool um, and he says that he plays pool all the time. Um, spoiler alert, he has clearly never played a day in his life because, and I have never played pool either, but I know the general concept and all that, but I probably wouldn't be good at it myself. So I'm not sure if the right terminology is splitting, um, when you have to hit the, the white ball (laughs) with the other balls, um, you split them or whatever. Um, he does that and he doesn't even he doesn't even it doesn't go anywhere the balls don't go anywhere um so um so she basically ends up doing it herself and yeah clearly she has played before so then she says you know there was a different vibe when you came back with your mom um than when you before you had left. And he tells her, you know, they talked about the relationship and about the fights and she's not thrilled about this. Um, she basically says, you know, I've learned like in relationships when you involve a lot of outside sources, it could become a problem and blah, blah, blah. So you should like, Limit what you say. And again, I say, okay, I hear what she's saying because I have actually witnessed this myself in with the relationship that I've had, but I've learned who I can and can't talk to, who I shouldn't like should limit what I say to. And I really do have like a real, real core people that I consider someone that I can go to. And I know you're not going to insert yourself. You'll give me your opinion and your advice. I can take it or I leave it. And you are okay with that kind of situation. Right. And really, and truly it's when I mean core, I mean core. And even then, like I pick and choose what I'll say, if I say anything at all. Um, so Yeah, I hear what she's saying, but this is his mother, you know, this is his mother who he should be able to go to and talk to. And at the end of the day, she, she is going to protect, um, her son the best way that she can as a mother in this situation. She's not, but you know, Again, this is a person who's trying to manipulate, and I wouldn't put it past her to alienate him from his, like the people that he needs and knows in his life, just to self-preserve, basically. So just the way she acts here in this moment and what we see in the next scene, it's just like, are you not even aware of what you're doing? Like, you're not even aware in so many ways. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if I were to compare her and Christian, um, I don't know who I would say is worse really and truly. Cause it's like, they're both just so, they are both very dangerous in their own ways, but yet in the same way, so similarly as well. Like, a leash. Uh, hey. I don't know. I think he needs to abort mission. And I feel like he might, but I'm also afraid that he won't, you know, this based on what we see him next time on, but I'm just like, I-, I can't with her. I can't. Um, so he says that he wanted advice, obviously. And she asks, like, what did she say? And he says, I don't know. Which clearly he does know. But he's choosing to not say anything. And she's like, but you do. And then she's like, you know, you're being annoyed. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Blah blah blah. Like, she's like I don't want to fight with you, but yet you are starting this fight. Like she literally is like, This wasn't supposed to be a fight. We're supposed to have a good day or a good night or whatever. And then it's like Okay, but my girl, you started this. You didn't want to start a fight, but yet you could have just not even asked him the question. You could have just said, you know what, that is a conversation that he had with his mother. That is I'm not gonna insert myself in that conversation. I'm gonna leave it alone. And whatever. If he wants to come say anything to me, that's fine. If he doesn't, that's fine too. Because I think she needs to think of it from the perspective of she is a mother of a son. And what if her son was in a similar situation? Would you not like do the same? I do worry how her, like, I don't know how she is the parent with these small kids. Um, I don't know if she's just a completely different person in relationships or if this is grief, maybe this is grief and she is, no, no, she's a horrible person. But like, like, I, I'm curious to know, like, does this personality extend to her kids? Because oof, when they're old enough, that's going to be a problem. Um, but I, I really hope that's not the case. But yeah, usually a narcissist that extends on all parts of their life. Um, anyway, he says to her, like, listen, this is why I told my mom because of this back and forth you have in your um in your personality this is why I told her because there's you're not fucking stable is when he wants to say that's what I would want to say. Um he is scared that she will not be able to change. Of course she won't be able to change. This is who she is so you take it or you leave it. and I personally would leave it. but anyway, we're back in Romania um, and we see him doing a live. Um, I I can't remember exactly who said this, but one of them basically said that it's frustrating to feel like there has been no movement. Um, yeah, I, I have nothing to say because I don't know exactly. I, I want to say it was probably her who said it. And I think she was referring to the fact that there's been no movement in terms of their relationship because of what she says as we go along and along in the scene. So she asked, like, do you think we'll be engaged? Oh my God. She says that she would feel better. Um, If he did propose and he says, like, you know, we've had a lot of fights, but, you know, she wants to be engaged. Is she fucking delusional? Yes. The answer is yes. She is fucking delusional. I don't understand how she thinks that it's a good idea to, like... get engaged after you've had a lot of actually stupid fights that she's caused. So anyway, she says, you know, yeah, I know they have problems, but so what? So what? So what? So So you're trying to tell me that despite the fact that you have problems, um, you're going to then take your problems to your kids he does say to her that he feels like his feelings went away a long time ago and that he's kind of like forcing them to come back. Um, and he doesn't know if he wants to be with her. I don't think I'd want to be with her. I'd be done personally. And she needs to fucking respect that. And she needs to own up to the fact that she is the reason why. So anyway, that's it for Amanda and Rosman for this week. So next we are talking about Gino and Jasmine. So we do see Gino is going back to the apartment alone to pack up his stuff. Um, And I noticed that the lobby of this apartment building is really, really nice Holy shit, so nice! So we see about twenty minutes later, Jasmine is at the apartment, and he does say, "Like, what are you doing here?" And she says that she would like to talk to him one last time. And through tears, y'all, she says that um, she wants to make this work because she loves him. She knows she's not perfect. Um, she says that I you know I get angry and it blocks her mind and um she can't think properly. You should get that checked. Um we do see her dog kind of coming over to comfort her. He wants to see what's going on. <laughs> but she says that she is broken. That is the understatement of the century. She definitely is broken and and I know broken can be seen as a negative connotation but it is a state of mind and and also because there have been times that I could have said yeah I've definitely been broken and I need to fix things but I fix things by going to therapy you know I think that she needs to do the same if she isn't already um she says she thinks that she, you know, she, I think she said like she says she's hurt or whatever. And and she does also say that I feel like I maybe just told you to leave um, because of the hurt, um, kind of, you know, get you, before you get me type situation. And she says that, you know, when he walked away, she got physically sick at the idea of him not being in her life. She says, you know, if your family is important, if your family is important, I get it. I I need to earn that top spot basically. And I'm like, it's not about earning a top spot. And it doesn't have to be a competition either. The, there's, the level of importance is just different. My family is important but so is my my boyfriend but it's a different type of importance than my family i would take a bullet for both people you know both both sides of that coin because that's, that's just what you do and then you have kids like that again you better make sure you can find a three headed coin cuz i'm going to um 3 that coin cuz i'm i'm going to take a bullet for you know all of them and that again is just my analogy of things. And he's not saying you're not important, but he's, he's trying to say that I will kill and be killed for you and my family. That's all he's really trying to say. And I don't think she, she's not comprehending that. And I think it's not because she doesn't understand. She's a smart woman. She understands. But I think her mental state is not allowing her to really comprehend it. You know, um, he basically says that he doesn't want her to get angry and that it's hard on him. And he says that it's something that we can't overcome. So you're thinking like, okay, is there really nothing then that she can say like, this is it for him. Like he's done with it. No, no. So he wants to fix the relationship, but he's just unsure. And she says, I need to get you something. Can you wait here? So she gets up, she says, wait a minute. She comes back and she basically says, "Like, can you stand up? And she says that she, and she gets down on one knee with the original ring that he proposed to her with. The one that she said is lost. And she basically proposes to herself through him I think. Um, and says like, you know, I'm sorry that I asked you to buy me another ring. And you know, this ring is priceless. no, it's not, but you know, like, this is kind of like what she's kind of saying. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, wait, 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 wait. I have a question. Um, I thought the ring was lost. Can we just start there? i thought the ring was lost she told us the ring was lost and i thought she flushed it larissa style but apparently she didn't she hid the fucking ring and said i lost it so she could get a new ring and and then as we find out as i mentioned as i read in the meme that When he went to look for the ring, she hid it in her butt. She hid it in her butt, y'all. She is so fucking desperate (laughs) to get a new ring. That she hid the ring (laughs) in her butt. (laughs) Oh my god. I have to give her props for dedication, though. Like, shit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, my first thought was, wait, what? I thought the ring was gone. That he can't even, like, say to her. Because my first thing, when she finally finishes her speech and says, like, will you marry me? My first thing would have been, like, "Boy." you told me you lost the ring you know where it's been this entire time I went looking for the ring where was the ring in my butt like are you kidding <laughs> you're fucking dead <laughs> oh, anyway um let's continue so ooh. Uh, ah okay all right let's, yeah anyway so... She says that she, um, doesn't want an upgrade, um, because the ring is from him. This is what I've been saying this whole fucking time. Yes. I know ladies out there want to have like the, the really expensive ring because, you know, you got to show your shit off to everybody. I don't give a shit about any of that. I mean, I had a silver ring sterling silver ring that was gorgeous and I loved it. And I would get compliments compliments on it all the time, but guess what? It wasn't an expensive ring. Now I would like a little bit more of an expensive ring for the future, but you know, that's what we could afford at the time. And I was okay with that. And I loved my ring. So, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be this flashy thing. It's from you. And at the same time, what I will say though, is that ring that I had, fuck, that was from me. Okay, he paid for it, but I picked it out. So you know, there was only really any thought to it. But yeah, it, it's just, yeah. Anyway, so she you now we're back with them. You know, she says, you know, will you marry me? And he says, of course. But before he said of course, he was hesitating. He was definitely hesitating. But anyways, he does say, of course, that he will, and he puts the ring back on her finger, and he says, "Forever and always, he will, you know, be with her." And you know, he says, "I thought we were done, but when she got down on one knee with the ring, she quote unquote lost." Um, I think the quote unquote was for me. Um, It made him see that she um, cares and you know, he has hope. Okay. Um, she says, give me a chance. I'm going to calm down. He says he believes her. Okay. Um, the best way to figure out, you know, future behavior is looking at relevant past behavior. Yes. I just quoted Dr. Phil. I don't care. So, um, <laughs> I would kind of say, sir, it's not gonna change anytime soon unless she gets the help if she gets the help then sure it, it will it will change um over time but unless she gets the help it's never gonna change anyway um she says if he said no she would have deserved it um yeah so now they're gonna celebrate their reengagement, engagement anyway um We kind of see it in the, in the next scene, not the next scene, but kind of in there in the moment that she, I guess he was like pulling on her weave or something. I don't know. Anyway, they cheers, um, to making things work. Uh, he says that he is her gringo and she says that their love is not a good example of a healthy relationship. No shit. Um, and she says that she doesn't want to be a sugar baby, but if you want to be my sugar daddy, I'll take it. Um, (laughs) so, um, yeah, she is going to give him a massage and I guess they're gonna, you know, have sex. She's gonna pee on him again. I don't know. Anyway, continue. Let's, let's, let's just move on past that. Um, so the next scene, they're heading to the airport. He's heading home. Um, she's not ready for him to leave, so he has definitely spent some money on her. He apparently transferred a thousand dollars to her account, and then he also left cash on her night table as well. My God! Um, so he basically agreed to keep the apartment for another six months so that she can feel comfortable um until then and hopefully by then she will have her visa be approved right right (laughs) he thinks that this is the most successful trip huh (laughs) you would jump through some fucking hurdles to have that successful trip according to you um they say all the goodbyes you know she's crying and he walks away and as we've mentioned, while he's going through, I guess, you know, security or whatever. I don't know. Um, that dust there to go through the gate. He takes his hat off. Y'all, he took his hat off. Thank you, camera crew, for gifting us. Him taking his hat off again. We only got one once a season. One a, one a season. You know what I mean? So this was the one. We just have to wait right till the end, basically. Anyway. um, She says they can't continue like this. And uh, that, you know, they need to be together. But that's basically it. He's homebound now. That is it for Gino and Jasmine for this week. Do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen by going to Love Shop, where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner, or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type toys, or you can just buy whatever person May need like lingerie or protection or even just something to make it a little more fun, like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop and you can use our unique coupon code RealityT2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's Love Shop dot C-A-L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P dot C-A and use our unique coupon code REALITY2. That's R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A and the number two. So next, we're going to talk Riley and Violet. So we see them walking together and I immediately thought, well, wait, I thought you guys were done, but apparently not. Um, she didn't, you know, obviously like the fact that he was hiring his PI, but she says, you know what? He didn't hire the PI. So all is good, I guess. I mean, he did say that to her, but I wonder if she just wasn't understanding. But anyway, um, so he's gonna be leaving soon and, um, he feels bad. He says for the PI and he apologizes for it. Um, he says the reason that he attempted to do it was because he had questions. Yeah, he had questions. Um, but he kind of realizes that what mattered the most was just fixing and working on their communication. She, So she doesn't know how to feel about him now, but yeah, she says, since you said you're sorry and I can feel it sincere, um, let's kind of see. And, you know, they kind of say like, oh, it's been two years. So, you know, we owe it to ourselves and each other. You don't owe shit to anybody. I don't care how long it's been. If you're done, you're done, you know, but anyway. Um, he does think that the relationship is fixable. That makes just you. Um, she says, you know, once you fix your personality, (laughs) you will be good for me. (laughs) Just fix who you are as a person. You'll be fine. Wow. Um, he says, there is something I want to tell her before I get on that plane tomorrow spoiler alert is really fucking underwhelming anyway it's the last day and she's going to be coming over to help him pack um she can't go to the airport with him because she does have a prior family engagement that she has to go to so that's why she's going to be coming to the room to spend time with him and help him pack um he doesn't want to go he says y'all um she feels sad about him leaving but they will keep in touch Um, he wants to make sure, you know, they commit to trying, but she says, you know, we'll talk. Okay. (laughs) He says, you know how I feel about you. Okay. This is it guys. This is him trying to be telling her what he needs to tell her. He says, I really, you know, I, I really care about you. He says, he really, really, really cares about her a lot. You know, might be even deeper than just caring. Um so he doesn't want to say the L word, y'all. Um because again, as he's mentioned, every time he says he loves somebody, they end up leaving him. Um but he says that he doesn't want to leave without telling her how he feels. So he basically says, you know, I yeah, I huh He doesn't fucking say it. You are almost 50. Say you love her and be done with it. But she does kind of catch on to what he's trying to say to her. And she literally says, no, don't tell. (laughs) No, don't tell. She rejects his love. (laughs) Like, uh, she wants nothing to do with this guy. She says in her, in the moment, that is just, it's just words. He needs to know how to treat women. Um, I do agree with that. He doesn't need to know how to treat women. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to do that. Um, so anyway, he doesn't take the rejection very well. Um, in the, in the moments, he does fake it in front of her, but he's all packed. He's getting ready to go to the airport she walks into the taxi or production fan i don't know and he hugs her and he kisses her like he's a fucking like 2 year old it's so weird like he, he it's so weird his affection towards her it's so f- weird and fake and i don't know i i don't know um so he says that he did so much prep in order to say that he loves her. The fuck you did. You couldn't even actually say you loved her. Um, And, you know, he, he's not taking it well that he couldn't actually say it. She sa- He says then in this moment that if she's not open to acceptable words, what fucking words? You were never going to say the fucking words, you fucking douche. I hate this guy so much. Not so much. I just don't like him. He's he's also delusional, to be real. Um, but anyway, he says she, she's not open to it. Um. Then it's on her. No, it's actually on you because I think the reason why she doesn't want to accept it is because you told her you hired a PI. You told her to beat it when Tiffany was trying to talk to her. You didn't protect her from the whole situation with Tiffany. Uh, you, sir... That's just that's just the tip of the fucking iceberg. Like, I I I don't even know. I don't even know. She literally calls you kill feelings on her phone. <laughs> um, king of kill feelings. Anyway, he feels somber on the way to the airport and anyway, now he's on the plane to go back home and that's it. That's the end of Riley and Violet. Anyway. Next. Statler and Dempsey. So they're exploring the castle, We see, and uh, um, kind of go all over the place, exploring different parts of the castle. And, but now they're going to go explore Edinburgh. Um, so yay. It's Dempsey's birthday today. And Um, Statler has to tell the fucking world that they had castle sex. So let's check that off the list. I didn't need to fucking know. I really didn't. Anyway, everything has been going good. According to both Statler and Dempsey. Um, Dempsey says that she definitely had doubts, but she's happy. And she does say, you know, if anything goes wrong, it would just devastate her. Um, She's starting to also warm up to the idea of Statler potentially moving in. Alrighty. Statler says that Dempsey has the most beautiful eyes, except for hers. And then this is where we hear the just horrible sentence of, if our eyes made babies, it would be insane. Who thinks of this shit? And the f- the visual of highs having sex, like, so fucking weird. <laughs> um, it's so fucking weird. Like, I can't get the vision out of my head. Oh my God. I have not yet listened to Reality Gaze yet. Um, I always like to do my pods before I listen to any other pods. The. The theater that I'm expecting for this is just oh I'm ready for it. <laughs> if there is none, oh boy. Anyway. Um Anyway, let's move on. Um yeah, so she continued on to say, you know, their eyes could have sex and make babies and I'm done. So um Dempsey says, you know, I would love to carry a baby. And Dempsey is like, really? And sorry, I think that's a Staller. Statler right? says maybe. Really. So then Dempsey says, um, she would love to be a full-time mom. And then Statler says um, she doesn't think she would be a good mom. And she doesn't know if she wants to have kids. So you remember how Dempsey said that if anything changed like if anything were to go wrong, it would devastate her? Cue the devastation. So um Demsey tells us here that her and Stoutler did talk about this. And Staller had said that she would have been open to having kids. I 100 percent believe Staller lied to her. I hundred percent believe her here. She was she was lied to in order to for um Styler to get what she wanted and maybe thought that this was something that she could change. When someone wants to have kids, you can't change that. You can't change a person's mind from that. That is, that is a non-negotiable. Um, so yeah. Anyway, they're walking around the streets of Edinburgh. They find a bagpiper and the bagpiper does play happy birthday to, um, to Dempsey. So cool. <laughs> um, so now they're back at the castle. Um, and you know, it's the last morning in the castle and, um, Staller is going to be going home, um, after this trip though. um, and she does say that she does need some clarity. I guess about where they go. I will fully admit here, guys, I was trying to fall asleep while taking these notes, <laughs> so I was exhausted. Anyway, she tells Sadler that she wants to talk about the future. Um, Dempsey does so. Um, she does let's talk about the kids, and Staller says that she, you know doesn't want that. She just want to have kids. And she does ask. And I feel like this is kind of like a bait and switch on Stuyler's part because she does ask Dempsey, like, would you adopt? And Dempsey saying the right thing here, because here she is talking to a woman who has been adopted says, yes, she would consider adoption. I feel like no matter what Dempsey said here would have been the wrong answer for Staller. If Dempsey said, yes, it would have been, well, I'm an, as she does say here, I'm an adoptee. And there's a lot of trauma for adoptees. It's really not this easy thing that people think it is. I don't think anyone thinks that adopting children is easy from their standpoint or from the child's standpoint, because they have to live with the idea that someone out there didn't want me. Um, so I don't think anyone ever thinks that's easy. So she kind of comes at it from that perspective, but then if Dempsey had said, no, I don't want to adopt, she would have been like, well then why? Because I was adopted. Like, why wouldn't she want to adopt a child? I was adopted. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's no right answer here. And I, yeah, anyway, so she does say to her that she doesn't want to adopt. Because she doesn't think that she has the mental capacity to um, to take on a child who's been adopted. I do think that is a very honest answer, and I don't blame her in saying that. Um, I think it does take a very strong person to take that on, um, especially if you yourself have been adopted. Um, so I don't I don't fault her in. Feeling that way, but if you, Sadler, told her that you would have been open to having kids and are now switching shit up on her the last second, that's shitty. That's fucking shitty. Don't be with somebody who wants to have children if you yourself know you don't want to have children. Just don't do it. This is when I said, "Okay, that's fucking shitty of you," and. I don't like that, you know, because I, I think about how I would feel if I was with somebody who I thought wants to have kids with me, and they actually don't want to have kids at all. I was like, hey, you've been wasting my time now for these the past almost a year now. You've wasted my time. I could have been, I could have taken that time and put it into somebody else who actually wants the same things that I do. That's fucking shitty. Anyway, um. She does kind of say to her at this point, like, "Is it something that you really want to have?" Statler says to Dempsey, and she says, "Yes." And she says that, you know, we might not work out. And Dempsey takes that as, "Okay, well, cool. I'm gonna go get ready. I'm gonna leave." Like, I don't know if she actually says she does she actually gonna leave. Maybe she actually does say she's gonna leave because, at the end of the day, there's probably somebody there who can get Statler somewhere that she needs to be. But I think. Yeah, Dempsey's like fuck this shit. I'm going. I'm out because she literally says like to producers. She's like to them. She says this is a deal breaker. This is a deal breaker. She literally just said if I want to have kids, we won't work out. So it's a deal breaker. So I guess we'll see how things go next week. Um, I think I covered everything, but yeah, I think that's it for for them for this week. And we'll see how things go next week. Again, next week's the final episode for the tell-all, um, which we're getting a two-part tell-all. So I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, that's it for them. Next, David and Sheila. So there's not much here. Um, but they are packing up to go back to Cebu. Um, they had sex, y'all. Apparently they had a lot of sex. David says missionary doggy explosions (laughs) and the, and the signing for the different sex positions. I mean, damn. (laughs) Um, anyway, so they're going to see her dad and John real. They're going to be announcing the engagement um, before he leaves the next day. And, um, she's nervous about telling them, um, that they got engaged. But she says, you know, if John real tells her again, that he doesn't want to go to the States, she could not leave her son behind. Um, it probably would be the end of her and David. Um, so they get to wherever they are and, you know, she's telling John real and dad, um, that they're engaged and dad says that's good he's, i mean john real says he's happy and dad does ask you know what happens to john real if you go abroad, uh, abroad and she asks john Real here like would you go and he, and yeah he says he will go with her he will go with her he does say that he's excited apparently houses are big there so he's excited about it um he says that David is a really happy person despite being mute. I'm going to give him a pass because he's 12. But just because you're mute doesn't mean you're not happy. Uh, anyway, kids say the darndest things, don't they? Um, And apparently now they're going to have five kids. Um, because John Rowe says, you're going to have five kids now. And David says, yes. So, okay. Anyway, so the next scene... Um, We see he's packing and um, he's leaving and she's not ready to watch him leave. She's gotten very obviously having him around and um, he does say to her that he's going to be back in a year. Um, So yeah, they're headed to the airport and they say their goodbyes. And my God, you guys, if you didn't watch this episode, when he starts crying It's was so like, it was, it was an audible cry. Like, yeah. And and he, he's very, very emotional. And obviously she is also very emotional and, um, he tells her he has to go and they say goodbye and he does walk away and she's crying and she's actually like has her hands, like her head, her face in her hands. Um, and she's not looking at him. And the reason I say this is because he does turn around to say goodbye to her. Um, and it says that he loves her, but she doesn't actually see he's saying that to her. Um, but she doesn't up going to, I guess, I think it's like outside goes to a window where he is. Um, and he does notice her in the window and he goes to the window and he, you know, Say more goodbyes, and but then he does walk away for good, and she also leaves. And he says he will not give up. He says this is not a love that you give up on, and a really sweet moment. And it was sad. It was sad. It was, yeah, because <laughs> this is this is love. This is real love. We don't get this very often on this on, on the shily shows. So when you get that, it's just like, wow. Anyway. That's it for David and Sheila. So next we have Cleo and Christian. Not much really here with them, but, um, we see them going for breakfast and they're going to get some donuts. Um, she's worried about his infidelity and she wants to know where they stand, whether or not they're exclusive And I think he is kind of under the impression that they have been exclusive this whole time. Um, And um, because he says he wants to be exclusive and he says that he has no drive to be with anyone else. She tells him she wouldn't feel good about him approaching other women. Again, she tells him this. And he says that he does nothing to let women know or feel that he is interested in them. How the fuck do you know what they think? You know what I mean? So because of this, he feels like he's done nothing wrong. I can't rehash this shit no more because we have hashed this shit out, you know what I mean? Um She asks, like, do you think or she's actually saying sorry, he says or asks her, like, do you think you can still trust me when I go home? And she says that they would have to work on, on things because she's uncomfortable with the idea of him approaching other women. And that is her right. And it's her rights who create a boundary. It's not an unreasonable boundary. Um, he says, but I am with you. And at this, Cleo kind of breaks down and starts crying. I... Yeah, I don't know if anyone has ever made her feel like she's been chosen. Um, But I guess according to Christian, he's choosing her. But is he really choosing her? I don't know. Um, He says that he's not going to be going on any dates with anyone. And he thinks that they will be good once he goes back. Um, She worries that if she is overcritical, she could lose him and that scares her. And I said, if you have to be afraid to be critical or in your case, overcritical of something that he's doing and you're afraid that you're going to lose him because of it, then is this really a person that you should be settling for? Because at the end of the day, she is settling for him and he isn't worth settling for if he is not serving you in the way that you need him to, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. But I really don't have much else um, to say when it comes to Cleo and Christian for this week. We do see them again next week. But, um, yeah, that's it for Cleo and Christian for this week. And that's it for this week. So next time on Nicola proposes in the middle of the market question mark. Yes. I guess guess, spoiler alert. We kind of know what happens here for those who know the spoiler. Um, Amanda keeps on love palming him. Violet might be pregnant. When did y'all fuck? (laughs) Um, so it does look like Dancy and Styler are breaking up. As we'll find out, Christian is leaving and um Jasmine has her interview. She's crying, y'all, after the interview when she calls him. So guess we'll see what happens with that. So if you like what you heard, please share reality tea times two with everyone in your life. Please spread the word. We would love to be able to grow this podcast. By just spreading it around to everybody. Also, you can rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That also helps with the growth. Again, you can get this podcast on any of your favorite podcast apps. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by going to either Facebook, Instagram, or threads at realityt Times two. You can also email us at realityt times two at hotmail.com. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube by going to realityt times two. We have a website where you can listen to these episodes. That's all I can say for now working on the website otherwise. Um but that is now at our ACAST link which you will find at the show notes as well. And as mentioned on the top of the end, we I have a new podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcast. The link for that podcast will be in the show notes along with everything else will be um at the show notes. Well that's it for now guys. Thanks. Bye Have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast doing? The research I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless, and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is the podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from chat, doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsend for me. Also with Aludo, you can create clips, you can do your ads, just like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of the buttons. You can also use Aludo to publish your episodes just straight from the software it's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find on our show notes, just down there at the bottom at the show notes, and you can get access to an easy software